T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. As you may know by now, (laughs) this program is all about educating our seniors and their caregivers, helping them make very informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L I V E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you could give us a call at 1 800 331 6445. All right. So, first of all, just wanted to say Happy New Year, uh, goodbye 2020, <laughs> and and thank goodness. And uh, if if I if I had another little little champagne glass, I would be clinking it right now, uh, saying uh, Welcome 2021. You have to be better than last year. Uh, and here's hoping and praying that that's true. So anyway, just wanted to say Happy New Year to all of our wonderful listeners here in the Kansas City area around the country and frankly all around the world all right so let's jump in and let's get our facts straight and now myth versus fact okay so here is a myth lots of myth busting that we're going to do today here's a here's one myth and, and i have several of them for you here but the first one medicare will pay for my stay in assisted living or long-term care that is a myth and it's so common so many people believe that but the fact is it will not medicare is essentially your health insurance and it's not a long-term care insurance policy it pays for your health care so the only stay that it will pay for uh, as far as a long-term care related stay is when you qualify for a medicare skilled nursing and rehab stay and if you're in the hospital for three midnights and you actually need skilled nursing or rehab, uh, then Medicare will pay for a maximum of up to 100 days for you to receive, again, that skilled nursing and rehab in a long-term care community. And yes, that would be covered by your Medicare benefits. However, 
most people do not receive that full 100 days. That's a maximum uh, type of a scenario. I suppose if you're very slowly recovering from a stroke or maybe you have Parkinson's or some other uh, some other situation that would cause that recovery to be very, very slow, you could get that 100 days. Most people, though, get better. They reach their therapy goals or they plateau and they receive maybe three to four weeks on average of skilled nursing and rehab therapy. And then they're discharged from that Medicare skilled nursing and rehab state. That's it. That's all your Medicare insurance will pay for. It will not pay for your long-term stay in a long-term care community, or and it will definitely not pay for assisted living. All right, here's another myth. Once I'm admitted to the hospital, I automatically qualify for a stay in long-term care. And I would say the fact is that is not totally true. So you must be in the hospital, again, for a minimum of three midnights, three overnights, plus actually need therapy or could benefit from therapy. And then there's another major potential issue. You must be there, and this one's really sneaky, and you need to check in on it if you have a loved one in the hospital. You need to be there with with a status of inpatient, so inpatient status. If you discover that you or your loved one is in the hospital and your status is for observation, that is uh, potentially very problematic. An inpatient status would trigger, automatically trigger that Medicare reimbursed stay. But if you are in the hospital under an observation status, meaning they're just observing you, they're not necessarily treating you for a particular issue or diagnosis, then that observation status would not automatically trigger that Medicare reimbursed stay for skilled nursing and rehab. Clear as mud? <laughs> okay, here we go. Here I'm, I'm myth busting today. I'm just, I'm rolling through a bunch of them today. All right, so another myth, Medicaid will pay for my stay in assisted living. So med that and everyone thinks that oh well we'll just go to assisted living we'll have Medicaid pay for that. So the fact and I touched on this last week towards the end of the program the fact is no it will not. Medicaid's not going to pay for your stay at the assisted living level of care. However, and I didn't get into all of this type of detail last week, so let's break it down a little bit. There are a few exceptions to this. So as I mentioned last week, Medicare, uh, excuse me, see, I did it. It's so easy to do. Medicaid will pay all day, every day for long-term care, that nursing home level of care. And you want to know why? Because that is considered a medical model of care. And uh, Medicaid will pay for that, again, all day, all night, every day. It, it, you know, assuming that you qualify, there are qualifications to that. But it does not pay enough for assisted living. And it, it, it doesn't pay enough because most uh, assisted living facilities are not going to work with it because it will only pay for your support services, your assistance with, with, uh, with, with eating and mobility and bathing and toileting and 
making your food and cleaning your apartment and, 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 and all of those sort of things, but it doesn't pay for the cost of your apartment. So the assisted living facilities, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but the assisted living facilities then have to break that down into a room and board charge the cost of your apartment and then separate out the cost for those support services. And even though Medicaid will pay them for the support services, usually not enough, but they'll pay for that. Who's going to pay for the big old cost of that apartment? And that is why very few assisted living facilities will even consider working with the Medicaid program. Now, there are a few that will work with the Medicaid program. They are on the Kansas side of the state line. But there's a catch. You have to be able to pay privately pay, right? So you have to have the assets and the capability of paying somewhere between 12 and 24 months of private pay while you're spending down to that trigger qualifying for your Medicaid. And then they will work with the Medicaid program. But even then, it still may not be enough. There may be a family, a fam, I just call it a family contribution, which means that we may be short anywhere from $200 a month to maybe a thousand fifteen hundred dollars a month which the, and then that in that case the family would have to come up pool some resources to make that work so there are lots of gotchas there but but the fact is, is that uh, it, Medicaid just does not pay enough for the assisted living level of care but there are a few exceptions and a couple of workarounds there potentially Okay, here's another myth. My assisted living facility also offers memory care. So that's the same as long-term care, meaning I won't have to move once I move in and they can meet my needs for my entire stay through end of life. That's what a lot of people think, but it's just the fact is it's just not true. It, it, it may not be true. Okay, so if an assisted living facility also offers memory care, what that means is that they offer a specialized care, specialized type of care for a resident with cognitive impairment at the, here's the key part, at the assisted living level of care. So they need help with their activities of daily living. This is absolutely not the same thing as long-term care. They are licensed to provide the assisted living level of care, and they're not licensed to provide the long-term care level of care. So the bottom line there, if an assisted living community also offers memory care, that memory care is offered, again, at that assisted living level of care, not at that medical level of care, that higher level. So that one is uh, really, really confusing. Here's another myth. My assisted living facility is an age-in-place community, and they can take care of me through end of life. So the fact is, it may be true, it may be true, but according to a major study that I like, 59% of all assisted living residents must move to that higher level of care, the long-term care level of care, because their needs exceed what the assisted living community can offer. And then there's one more, my long-term care insurance policy pays for home care, so my home care company can bill my long-term care insurance policy and I'm set. <laughs> okay, so that, that's not true. The vast majority of long-term care insurance policies reimburse you once you have spent money to create an expense. 
So meaning you'll get an invoice for this last month's services, and then you submit that invoice to your long-term care company for reimbursement. And there's no guarantee that that long-term care insurance company will work with your home care company. Many times uh, they have a list of contracted uh, companies that you have to use. So uh, that one gets tricky, but the fact is that that was just not true. And that's a fact. For more information about the facts, stay tuned to this program or contact Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or visit SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, the Senior Care Live question of the week. If you're hospitalized, what would qualify you for a skilled nursing and rehab stay? A, a stay of at least three midnights. B, an inpatient stay. C, the clinical need for skilled nursing or rehab therapy, or D, all of the above. The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com or through the app Radio.com. All right, so this one's a test to see how well you were listening in the first segment. That kind of reminds me of being in school. Now we'll see how well you were listening and we're going to, right? So <laughs> I didn't plan on that, but that's just kind of how it worked out. So uh, if you were hospitalized, what would qualify you for a skilled nursing and rehab stay? A, a stay of at least three midnights. B, an inpatient stay. C, the clinical need for skilled nursing or rehab. Or D, all of the above. And the answer is... D. The answer is D. All of the above. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. So I want to get into this consumer alert because, oh my goodness, I've been talking, <laughs> I've been speaking with so many families who are uh, they're confused, uh, they're hearing mix, mixed messages, and they're, uh, frankly, they're getting the runaround a little bit at uh, sometimes. not. And this is not a blanket statement. It sounds like I'm kind of beating up on assisted living today. I am absolutely not. I'm a huge, huge fan of the assisted living level of care. It has its place. It has a very wide lane in that continuum of care, and it there's a it has a lot to offer, and there's a lot to like about it, but it has its issues and its limitations that I'm going to unpack for you today. And the reason that I'm going through all of this is, is not to throw assisted living under the bus, so to speak. I am educating you. I'm informing the listeners of what to be aware of, and uh, and then that way, if you use this information, it will help you be a a better consumer, help you make more informed decisions. And that's what this program is all about, providing information, education and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And this is right down the middle. 
So I don't want calls saying, but why do you hate assisted living? No, I don't. (laughs) I do not. I'm just going through an educational process here. So the consumer alert, we're talking about assisted living. You just need to understand exactly what assisted living is, what they offer, and when they could discharge you. So I'm just seeing a lot of people very upset because their loved one is being discharged from their assisted living community. So we need to understand that assisted living is a social model. It is not, and I I should say that like 10 times, it is not a medical model. It's a social model, and they can help you minimally or fully with your activities of daily living, such as your bathing or showering, getting dressed and undressed, uh, your grooming needs. They can help you uh, use the toilet. Uh, so they'll help you with in the restroom uh, to and from. And uh, they can help to an extent with incontinence care or incontinence support to an extent. And they're all different as far as how far they will go uh, in that incontinence management and support. They also distribute your medications for you. That's super important. They all do that. Uh, so that's a uh, that's a wonderful service that is offered. They prepare all of your meals, snacks, hydration. They have a full activities calendar. They offer transportation to and from doctor's appointments, uh, doctor's offices, and they uh, most of them even have doctors and other medical services that come to you in your assisted living community. So they essentially make house calls, which is, uh, especially when the weather is crummy, <laughs> like, like this last week, uh, that's super, super nice and convenient. But you must realize that assisted living as a category or a level of care It's not, here's the problem, it's not a standardized model. And this is why so many people have called me at Senior Care Consulting. Well, I just went out and checked out, you know, several, you know, five or six different assisted living facilities, and they're all telling me something different. Well, there's a good reason for that. It's not a standardized model. So if you look at long-term care, that nursing home level of care, that is a medical model, and it is very, very standardized. So they all can offer about the same thing. Now, clearly, some of them deliver much better than others. But as far as the standardized model, it's about the same. Assisted living, it's all over the board. It is not standardized at all. So they have this wide range of care and support that they can offer. They can offer minimal care. That's just like kind of warmed up independent living, (laughs) right? And and maybe not much more than that, okay? Uh, All the way up to care that approaches that nursing home or that medical model, that long-term care level. And, oh, by the way, anything and everything in between. It's just literally all over the board. And then some have that separate or designated memory care unit or memory care neighborhood. It's a part of the building that offers specialized care for a resident with cognitive issues, such as Alzheimer's or dementia. And it could be a lot of other reasons, but they have that separate area for memory care. And uh, many do not. In fact, I would say there were there are way more assisted living communities that do not have that separate memory care neighborhood, but, but quite a few of them do. 
So, major problem. Pretty much every single assisted living community will say, and it's almost a quote, well, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, we are an aging-in-place community, so your loved one can stay here for the rest of their entire life. It's almost a quote. In fact, if you've, if you've done any assisted living shopping, you've probably heard that or something very, very similar. We're an age-in-place community. You can stay here forever, et cetera, et cetera. And let me, and I'm not throwing assisted living under the bus, but I'm informing and educating you. It's certainly their goal to have you stay with them for your entire lifetime. And guess what? You may be able to do that. I mean, seriously, you definitely may be able to move in to the assisted living level of care, get the care and support that you need. And then if you, you know, come into an end of life situation, I mean, they can, they can bring in, you know, hospice services and offer some extra support at a higher level of care within their range. And you may be able to do that. However, that statement of we're an age in place community and you can live here for life. Many times that statement falls into that terrible category of overpromise and under deliver. And the reason I know that is because I get the phone calls <laughs> and I get a lot of these phone calls, tons of them with senior care consulting saying, Hey, we chose a place. We thought we had it right. Clearly we didn't. So we need some professional help to help us find the right place and the best fit. It happens all the time. Now, according to a national study, again, I mentioned it earlier, uh, 59% of all assisted living residents will have to discharge and increase their care to that long-term care level of care. Now, they certainly, again, they want to care for their residents for life, but many times they cannot. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, that wraps up our Consumer Alert. I'm going to have a whole lot more on this coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast. We have every recent episode of the program, again, at SeniorCareLive.com. Lots of people who are not able to listen to the program live, uh, definitely go to the podcast. I mean, there are tons of people listening to that after the fact. Although, I would love for you to join me each and every week. Uh, here, right here on Talk 980 AM. How about that? But if you can't do that, podcast is there for you so that you can catch up and uh, not miss a single thing. All right. So again, here we are at the the bottom of the hour. Happy New Year. I hope that you're able to 
uh, have you know wonderful you know Christmas uh, you know holiday weekend with your loved ones, and then of course uh, New Year's Eve and celebrating you know New Year's uh, ball drops. And in Nashville, they have a, a music note that drops instead of a crystal ball. It's a note. It's pretty cool. <laughs> they didn't have that when I lived there. <laughs> I would have gone to that in a second. That looks really fun. But uh, and, and of course this year everything's different and, and messed up because of this uh, uh, terrible uh, COVID nineteen stuff. But I think we're going to make our way out of the woods here pretty quick. So I'm I'm uh, my, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Always have been. Always will be. And uh, I think we're going to be able to get back to a whole lot more of a normal uh, life uh, sometime this year. And then the further away we get from 2020, the more normal it'll be. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, again, happy New Year to you and your family. All right, so we're talking about assisted living today. And and again, I'm not throwing assisted living under the bus. I'm just saying there are a lot of gotchas, a lot of things that you need to understand. I was talking about, you know, one of the issues uh, that is present. And the reason I know it's present is because I get lots and lots of phone calls about this thing. So I want to talk about, I'm going to provide you a list of common needs or issues that can trigger a 30-day discharge notice from assisted living. So you moved in or you moved in your loved one, everything was going fine, and all of a sudden you get this uh, this certified letter that you have to sign for saying, we can no longer meet your needs. You need to move your loved one by such and such a date, a 30-day discharge. Here's one. Number And I'll just go through, and this isn't in any particular order, but uh, number one, uh, if you uh, become weakened to the point of becoming a two-person transfer, okay, which means that you are no longer able to assist one staff person uh, to help you move from point A to point B, you are weakened to the point where you're almost kind of dead weight. It takes two staff people to move you, maybe from your bed to your toilet, to your, to your wheelchair, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I am working literally right now with the gentleman whose mother lives in a particular assisted living community. It's a great place. They have provided a very high level of care for her for a very long time. In fact, when I found out her needs, I was really surprised that she was living in an assisted living community. I mean, they really stretched out for her. They really went over and above and beyond. However, the second she became a two-person transfer, that was it. That that was their um, that was their line in the sand, if you will. That was their threshold that she exceeded. Uh, my client was not very happy about that, but he understood it. I've had a lot of clients call up. And they were not happy about it, and they did not understand it. They felt that they were blindsided, frankly. That was not this particular case with this particular gentleman I'm working with. He didn't like it, but he understood it. And he thought a two-person transfer is just you know, two staff people. Generally, when you get to a two-person transfer, now you're going to introduce mechanical lifts. So like a, a Hoyer lift, which is a mechanical lift that can safely move a person from point A to point B. There may be a sit-to-stand machine that helps. It's another mechanical lift. So usually you're going to get into lifts, and that at that point, most assisted living communities, not all of them, but most of them just don't do that. 
that's exceeding their limitations. So for the folks who were caught off guard with that notice, um, most of the time what it comes down to is you didn't ask the right questions and they didn't tell you about their limitations. Just as simple as that. And again, that's why so many people are are flooding to senior care consulting because we don't let our clients make that mistake. Period. We just we don't allow that to happen because we know what we're doing. We know what we're looking for. We know what they can and cannot do. And uh, we just don't let our, our clients make a mistake like that. All right. Another reason that you could get a 30-day discharge notice is if you just require too much care. And the staffing model at the assisted living level has its limitations. At, at most of the uh, assisted living communities, uh, they there is a particular threshold. And it all has to do with staffing. And if you need more care than that staffing model can accommodate, then you're out. You're going to be asked to move your loved one. So another pretty common reason incontinence care is becoming more and more necessary or the incontinence situation is becoming uh, more and more of an issue. Uh, most places can at least minimally assist you with your incontinence care and incontinence support. Actually, there are a few places that won't even help with incontinence care at all. If, if you have an incontinence issue and you can manage it, they're, they're fine with that because you're taking care of it. If you have an incontinence situation where you cannot manage it and they need to help you, uh, you know, in and out of your briefs and get cleaned up and that sort of thing, at, at, at that point uh, with uh, you know, a lot of these places, they can help, again, to a point, but if it becomes too much for them and their staffing, you will be asked to move. That's another really common one. If you need a low air loss mattress to prevent wound issues or skin breakdown, uh, if you're if you're in your bed that much, you're probably not a good assisted living candidate to begin with, and uh, and at that point you'd be asked to move uh, out of the assisted living level and up to uh, the long term care level. Uh, number five, if your loved one needs medical care such as wound care. Or say if they had uh, lymphedema, you know, swelling issues and they needed the compression wraps uh, or maybe requires, again, that mechanical lift or if they need tube feeding or IV therapy. Again, all of those things would fall into that medical category, perfectly appropriate for long-term care, but not really appropriate for the assisted living level of care. Remember, assisted living is a social model that helps you minimally or fully with those activities of daily living. So some of this medical care and these medical issues are just not appropriate for the assisted living level of care. And you may move in to assisted living and be doing fine. Then all of a sudden you have the swelling issue and you have and you and you need, you know, uh, compression wraps and lymphedema pumps uh, to you know to 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 keep that swelling down, and there there is a point where they're just not going to be able to do that very long, or maybe not at all. Um, another another issue that could get you a discharge notice uh, if your loved one requires pain management that is more than they can handle. 
So, you know, most people have an oral regimen. They're taking, you know, Tylenol, or they may be taking something a lot stronger than that, but it's an oral medication, and they can deal with that. But once you start getting into requiring, you know, pain patches, pain injections, you know, managing an implanted pain pump, all that stuff, again, falls into that higher level of care, uh, into that medical category. All right, number seven, this this one's really common. Uh, it could be as simple as needing diabetic management with insulin injections. So now let me say this. If you're diabetic and you can move into an assisted living community, and if you can manage your diabetic needs and you can use your glucometer or one of these new cool ones where you just wave your iPhone over the over the little the little device that's kind of implanted on your arm. It gives you this continuous readout. That's, that's a really cool invention, by the way. Uh, or are you doing the finger sticks and you're doing the you know, blood uh, uh, glucometer and you can give yourself your own insulin injections and manage all of that and prove, you have to prove it, prove that you can do that independently. Yes, you can move into an assisted living community. However, most assisted living communities cannot or do not offer around-the-clock diabetic management. And again, that is a function of staffing. So let's say, well, you know, I, I, I do pretty well you know, throughout, you know, during the daytime, but, you know, at the nighttime, you know, once in a while I might wake up and I need to do all of that. I'm not very good at night. So can you guys just take care of my nighttime diabetic needs and usually the answer is you have to do it all or you can't live here usually now there are a few exceptions to that and this again this is where you get the inconsistency there are some assisted living communities that can help with that diabetic management including injections they're staffed to do that even overnight and that may not be an issue for you but for the vast majority of assisted living communities uh, that uh, could be an issue and uh, and you and you move in and you can manage it manage that on your own but at some point if you need help with that that could trigger a discharge. I'm going to continue this list with much more information. You don't want to miss it. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so I'm going through a long list of issues or needs that could trigger a discharge from assisted living. Let's keep that rolling. Uh, Number eight, the next one, if you need help eating food or if you're needing a specialized diet such as a pureed diet or maybe another specialized diet, uh, you know, that could trigger that uh, that discharge letter 30-day discharge saying we can no longer meet your needs and again as i've emphasized before i don't want to get in trouble with my friends in assisted living 
this is not throwing assisted living under the bus. I am educating our listeners on all of the things that they need to understand that may or may not be fully explained when they are exploring that level of care. All right. So for all assisted living communities, all of them care for uh, a number of residents in their community with cognitive impairment. I've touched on this before. Uh, you know, if you contact one, they may say, oh, yeah, we offer memory care. You know, we have uh, lots and lots of residents here with memory issues. And, and, and that's true. But they'll tell you that even if they don't have that separated memory care neighborhood. And again, all of them care for cognitively impaired residents. However, when the memory issues exceed their limits, you will be asked to move. So here's an example. Your loved one moved in. They're doing well. They have, you know, mild dementia. They're getting along just fine. Uh, and and everything, everything's going well. For, and it could be for a long time. Then there's that little bit of a decline and your loved one now wanders. They wander about. They're walking in and out of everyone's apartment. Uh, they may walk out of the building and go outside and put themselves unintentionally in harm's way, especially in the wintertime. That's very dangerous because of the temperature. Uh, and now they're considered what's called an elopement risk. Now, most assisted living facilities have a wander guard system that can help with this. It's a little transmitter on a kind of a little watch bracelet. It sets off an alarm if the resident gets too close to that exit door. But And, and it could be a great tool to prevent your loved one from leaving the building, again, unattended and putting themselves unintentionally in harm's way. However, if your loved one is setting that alarm off, you know, several times per day uh, and it's just becoming too much, it's exceeding their ability to care for, manage and, and, and handle properly, you're going to get that discharge notice. There's another one. If the assisted living facility has a memory care neighborhood, your loved one can be transferred to that area of the building and that'll take care of the issue. So that's how you can take care of this. Just move into a place that has that memory care neighborhood. But if you don't, again, that's going to cause a problem in a in a probable discharge. Uh, if you run out, this one is this one is pretty obvious. If you run out of money, you're going to get discharged. Uh, period. And and again, I touched on this earlier in the program. Most assisted living facilities are private pay only. And even if you've lived there for years and years and years, and I've had clients in this exact situation, this second you ran out of money, you will be discharged because there's no way for you to pay their cost. And uh, and at that point, I mean, I, I, I worked with a lady, I've shared the story before, and her grandmother uh, spent about $350,000 uh, for care for a long time in a particular assisted living facility. Uh, and then she got the 30-day discharge notice. And bottom line, your grandma's out of money, you have to move her, we don't work with Medicaid. So you have to understand your budget and what your dollars will pay for and how long they will pay for that. Uh, another one, this will get you a quick discharge if your loved one is falling too much. So there are just too many falls and they just don't have enough staff to keep an eye on your loved one to maybe to put fall interventions in place to help your loved one from falling. Uh, and so uh, at that point, They'll either discharge you or they may ask you to sign a what's called a negotiated risk agreement saying you release us from liability if your loved one falls. 
Uh, that's the super short version of that. Uh, in the super short uh, advice, don't sign it, <laughs> right? Don't sign it. Do not sign that. You just let them off the hook. So if your loved one's falling too much and, and the assisted living community cannot manage that, uh, that need, that situation, then it's time to move them, okay? Don't sign a negotiated risk agreement, period. Don't do it. Okay, and then if your loved one has any negative, what's called behaviors, they're going to be discharged. So it could be too much wandering or wandering in and out of residents, other residents' rooms or apartments. It could be exit seeking, like I'm out of here, I'm going home. It could be foul language or inappropriate language or inappropriate you know, actions with the opposite sex. That'll get you out in a heartbeat. Uh, it could be uh, inappropriate sexual advances. Unfortunately, you hear about that a lot, uh, usually related to uh, cognitive issues. It's not uh, the person, it's the disease, but it is an issue. You just can't have that. It could be aggressive or combative behavior, you know, psychotic issues, uh, you know, seeing things that aren't there, talking to people who are not there. Most assisted living uh, communities are just not uh, uh, they're just not able to uh, address those needs. They might be able to address some of those needs in a in a memory care unit or memory care neighborhood, but uh, even then, again, at that assisted living level, it could be too much, and you may get a discharge notice. So what can you do to help extend and maximize your stay at a particular assisted living community? Well, number one, ask the right questions about their limitations. Don't just gloss over that. Ask for concrete examples of when they would discharge a resident. Understand what you're getting into and how much care they actually provide and, and ask the question, you know, what is the maximum care? What if my loved one needs more care than that? What happens? You have to ask the right questions. And, and again, that's why so many people are working with senior care consulting because we know the right questions to ask. We will not allow you to make a mistake. Number two, if your loved one has memory-related issues, make sure you choose a place that provides memory care, offering a separate memory care neighborhood if that increased care is needed down the road. Again, if they don't have that separate memory care neighborhood, uh, highly likely at some point that you, you may get that discharge. Number three, choose an assisted living community that is connected to long-term care. So if your loved one needs that medical level, that higher level of care, they can easily transition you know, down the hall or maybe, you know, across across the way uh, to the long-term care level of care. They have that continuum and therefore your loved one would not be discharged. They would just transition to that higher level of care that's sitting right there and available to you. And I guess last but not least, I would, I would say just understand the finances of it all. Don't make any assumptions, any assumptions, understand it all. Do the math and calculate how long your loved one can afford to pay with their own funds, their own resources, paying privately. Then ask yourself this question, are you willing to move them again one more time at the time that they run out of money? If the answer is no, most people, now once in a while we'll say, let's maximize what we have today. We'll worry about that later. But most people don't want to do that. Then again, choose a place that's connected to long-term care. 
that is also Medicaid certified. And then that way, they will not have to move and they are covered for life. All right. Again, Happy New Year. I'm looking so forward to a wonderful 2021 and uh, we're just getting started and we're going to be up up and away it's going to be a great year i have a feeling it's going to be so much better than last year amen (laughs) all right i'm your host steve keeker and i wish you grace and peace may god bless you and your family on this day and always join me next week right here for senior care live T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.